0: I can't stress it enough, it will change the way that you produce live sports and it will take you to another level.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Dactronics Experience Podcast. I'm Justin Oxner here with Matt Anderson. Today, we're joined by Parker Pelche, video coordinator for Southeastern Louisiana University's athletic department. He's going to talk about his experience with live event productions, the university's use of Daktronics Livebook, and how it plays into their overall event programming and branding. And we're here today with Parker. Parker, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing well. How are you guys?
1: Doing pretty good. Matt Anderson's over here, of course. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Simple hello. Nice (laughs) and straight to the point today. (laughs) Um, But we're talking to Parker and we're talking uh, about some uh, video production and some live books and all this uh, kind of production aspect of things today uh, for Southeastern Louisiana University. Uh, Parker, can you tell us a little bit about your role there and how you came into that role?
0: Yeah, so um, my role here, my official title is uh, the video coordinator for the athletic department. And what that basically means is, any external and uh, some internal communications uh, and, and anything that has to do with video uh, will go through me, whether that's live streaming on our owned networks, on ESPN Plus uh, or creating content and post-production for our social channels, um, liaising with outside production companies that do uh, some of our events here, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, the like, um, that all will kind of go through me.
2: Awesome. And then is that something you've always kind of been interested in doing, Parker? We always, I know Justin gives me a hard time, but always call them origin stories. Is it, you know, either being involved in athletics or video production? Was that always kind of your, like your aspiration for your career?
0: So, uh, obviously like, like any young kid in the South, I grew up playing sports. Um, and I actually started in live production, uh, as a sophomore in high school. So I'm young, I'm only 23, but, uh, I basically have kind of 10 years, if you will, in in this industry. So um, I've been doing it for a long time, kind of started as a hobby uh, and never did I think I would be where I am today so soon. Uh, But that that's how it worked out.
2: Wow. So that that is definitely early startings on that. So when you were doing that, was that for, you know, TV production or were you kind of doing camera work? Maybe tell me a little bit about that. What you started off doing.
0: Uh, yeah. So when I started, I actually uh, I was super lucky. The uh, the school district in South Louisiana that I went to actually had um, what we called the Satellite Center. But it's essentially a satellite school that you went to in conjunction with like your traditional high school. Um, okay. And they had an advanced TV broadcasting uh, program there. So for half a day. My entire senior year, I would get to go and just learn about TV and experiment and try new things. Uh, so I actually started working with that program as a sophomore, doing live games out of a, a you know, a, a full blown production trailer. Um, and, you know, what, full graphics, comms, commentating, everything. I got to I got to try any and everything under the sun. Um, and there is no adrenaline like live sports, <laughs> but a close second is producing live sports for television. <laughs> yeah.
1: That sounds like an awesome opportunity for yeah. half a day in everyday high school to be able to do that as a senior. That would be really, really cool. And now you're doing something similar at Southeastern Louisiana University. Can you give us some background on uh, the university and their athletics?
0: Yeah, so we uh, we are a Division One institution. We have 14 NCAA Division one sanctioned sports and two non-sanctioned cheer and dance uh, mm-hmm. The reason that we really mention those is because we are very good at them. a lot of schools just kind of their cheer and dance are just like an auxiliary they're a game day thing but here um, our cheer and dance teams compete and they win uh, they are the reigning national champions in both of those uh, in both of those sports so we definitely wow. give all of the love that we can here to them even though they're not technically. NCAA sanctioned sports. Um, and then we're, we're a part of the Southland Conference. We play FCS football. So um, we have uh, an, a contract with ESPN to broadcast all of our events, all of our home events and all of our conference events on ESPN plus. Um, so that's kind of where this uh, sort of monster that we've got going here started is trying to maximize the benefits of that because especially at this level of college athletics, uh, a TV contract and doing everything you can to kind of get, get everything out of that. Not only helps, you know, raise money and create revenue, but it also helps advance your brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and such a big part of whether it's recruiting college athletics, and that means recruiting athletes, uh, students to come to campus just academically, or even recruiting fans. It's so much about just top of mind as tip of tongue. And Recency bias is a real thing, so getting in front of people as much and as often as possible is super, super important, and it's, it's definitely something that we do not discount at Southeastern. So we do everything we can, whether it's covering away games on social, covering home games on ESPN Plus, um, doing everything to get our athletes and our brand front and center. That even that that goes down to hosting high school games. Um, in early November, we actually hosted a high school game here between newman which is a school in uptown new orleans and st charles catholic which is another school in south louisiana and newman um i don't know if you all are familiar but that is uh where the manning dynasty started so uh that is where arch manning cooper manning's oldest son played so we had we hosted that game on our campus and even though it's not our athletes playing in it hosting it at southeastern is one of those things that we do to kind of help advance that that brand so we really take a a a modern approach to advancing our brand as often as possible.
2: I was going to say, and there's, and Justin and I are both in marketing and it's, Mm -hmm. you know, video itself is, is in huge demand right now. Cause I mean, I mean, you even just high level said it, but we both know there's a lot more to it, right? Whether it's social media type coverage, I mean, even streaming itself um, is is definitely a big deal as well as anything else that goes on, you know, Dektronix, we think about streaming or video boards and stadiums. I mean, video is a pretty. It's a broad term. There's a lot of different things you can yes. do with that. Um, so I'm kind of curious, you know, your video itself is a broad term. And I always like talking with people at colleges when they say they work with the athletic department, because like you said, that means, well, you said, I think it was like 14 uh, varsity athletics. So it's, there's so many different things going on and you're doing a lot of different things with video. Could you maybe just give us kind of a, a high level of how do you kind of organize that? What is your, your streaming live streaming setup uh, for all this?
0: So uh, that is a great question, because especially at this level, we run the gambit. I have friends at a comp school that have four production rooms, uh, four control rooms. And then I I have people uh, like us who have sort of the ESPN graphics package and bigger, better cameras. But they're still not kind of at that, whether it's a TriCaster or Ross Carbonite or whatever it may be at that switching level. And then there's there's even a step below that. Um, So we kind of sit right in the middle. We use a software called Production Truck uh, from a company called Blue Frame, and that's kind of our our switching software. And I can't say enough good things about that product and the the monster that it is. (laughs) Um, But that and and the reason I say it's a monster is it's able to run, replay, switch cameras, all that, as well as uh, through NDI, uh, take in the live book as a graphic overlay, which is really that the synergy there is is. What kind of makes what, what takes our shows to the next level, which and when I say take to the next level, if if I sat somebody down and showed them a low tier power five sort of simulcast broadcast that they're just kind of getting on the air. Mm-hmm. And then I showed them one of our best to the naked eye because of the live books capabilities, the layperson wouldn't know how to tell the difference. <laughs> And it's because it's because it's so functional and it's it's kind of that that live generated graphics part and going to breaks is so much easier and kind of getting that content in front of fans, whether it's through lower thirds or through full screens or anything like that, the live book makes it so easy to kind of bring us up to that level. That's really what is the game changer for us.
1: Okay. And I want to step back a little bit. Um, when did you guys kind of decide to purchase a live book or how did you get your first live book?
0: So I um, I actually started here in February of 2021. So I've only been here for, what does that make it, about eight, eight-ish months? Yep. yep. Um, so uh, th- this streaming setup that exists right now actually existed before me. And I think uh, this, and this is completely me guessing, I believe it came as a recommendation. Okay. But that being said... Um, I continue to recommend it because just operating in the the, the short time that have, whether it's our busy spring season or sort of our our hybrid football, soccer, volleyball season that, I, that I've had, I've gotten to use it for every sport, albeit not extensively in every sport. But anybody who asks me, how can we solve this graphics problem or how do we upgrade from what we have here? It is 100 percent. The live book is what changed the game for us. And and bringing it up to sort of that ESPN production standard, that's kind of what the missing piece is. Because ESPN will tell you we don't we don't like when people use production truck, but we're okay with it. And w- when they say we're okay with it, they love when people use production truck and a live book because mm-hmm. it just the it allows them to completely maintain their brand standards for a fraction of the price because you get to continue using the we'll say budget version of a switching software and a replay machine Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and bring in their entire holistic graphics package which not only takes your production to the next level but brings you up to their production standards and allows them to continue advancing their brand and that doesn't just go for espn that's my experience with it i know uh i've worked on some nbc uh sports shows they also you'll use LiveBook. I've learned on I've, I've worked on some benign sort of shows that also use a, a live book uh, and the sort of that that uh, general graphics package that that comes with it. So it's not just I, I speak from the ESPN point of view, because that's where our games are going and that's where our contract is. But I've seen it used on on almost every other network in order to kind of, like I said, elevate it at a lower price point and just make everything a little bit more functional.
2: And that's kind of what I, I had a question in my mind as you were talking there too about, you know, you said that the live book was there when you got there in February and you kind of started using it and you recommend it now. And it was, I think you almost kind of answered it there at the end, but had, had you heard it? Cause you have a lot of different production experience and everything. Had you heard of, you know, live book before this? Cause sometimes we get, you know, Daktronix scoreboard video mm-hmm. sound. We do a yep. lot of these and people don't realize we have, A product like this sometimes that can help out with these type of graphics packages had had you heard LiveBook that much before you came to southeastern Louisiana?
0: So I I hadn't heard of it. I'd heard of similar products. Um, And then obviously, like I worked at LSU before this, which is which is my alma mater, go Tigers. Um, (laughs) uh, And then working, uh, whether it be in venues like with ASM Global or SMG at the Saints and the Pelicans in New Orleans, I, I knew about how expression worked. And that, which is a, a, a different product that does this, basically the same thing. But that is that is the bridge that allowed me to understand what the live book was. And then mm-hmm. se- in the eight months that I've worked here, mm-hmm. is when I've been able to, if I'm not working on the production, if I'm just near it and I see a live book, I'm like, oh, I saw it there, and that's this network using it. Or I've worked on, like I said, an NBC show, and they've used it for for theirs. So before I got Southeastern, I hadn't heard of it, but now having used it. And I guess really just being full-time in the industry for the first time, Mm -hmm. um, I see it all the time.
2: That's awesome. And you definitely talked about, I think, a little bit there with brand consistency too, because that's something we hear about either from a school level or a conference level, right? And and with you doing video, I would say on so many platforms, how important something like that is, because I think that even ties in, I think you said it too, into recruiting, because we've heard from some colleges before, right? Where it's potential recruits are looking at maybe your social media videos or your mm-hmm. highlight reels and the more professional or the most professional type looks definitely attract people and help with recruiting efforts.
0: Absolutely. And that's, that's definitely something that we, especially for our big sports, it's so, so important, not just from a recruiting standpoint, but even a retention standpoint, if you can look your, at any point, if you're a coach, and you can look your, your athletes, parents, and I didn't say, you know, Eight out of 10 weekends, you're going to be able to watch your son, daughter live on ESPN Plus for this amount of money a month. and You don't have to be down here. You don't have to feel bad about not being able to be down here. I, that, that's a huge incentive uh, at, at any level, if mm-hmm. you ask me. And that that goes back to when schools started producing streams for themselves. ESPN Plus, regardless of ESPN Plus, when they're it's, it's all about giving access, whether it's to your fan base, to your athletes, to potential recruits, or even to your athletes' parents and their families.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The, that's, that's such a huge part of creating sort of that winning environment or that family environment, what have you, whether you're a blue-collar school like us or you're you're a big city school, their parents are still going to want to see them. Their family's still going to want to see them. Mm-hmm. Um so that that's that's another huge thing in the recruiting vein that that we absolutely take advantage of.
1: Yeah. And you, you mentioned kind of that brand consistency across uh, different channels, so to speak, and keeping that across sports as well. And, and I don't know if you've mentioned all the different sports that you're actually producing things for. You mentioned a bunch of different lot, sports yeah. and <laughs> give props to your certain sports there, too. But which ones are are getting kind of these productions? Is it all of them across the board?
0: There's a handful that are kind of out of our kind of wheelhouse right now, just mm-hmm. from an infrastructure standpoint. You know, it's it's tough to broadcast golf. You know, with four cameras, it's tough to broadcast track with four cameras, (laughs) tough to broadcast tennis. So any sport that we are physically and infrastructurally able to produce, we will. So that's going to be volleyball, soccer, football, men's basketball, women's basketball, softball, baseball at at Southeastern. Um, So we were there is never a lull. We are. Uh, if, if baseball is making it until June, we are working until June.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Definitely thinking about, you said four cameras to try to cover golf. I was immediately in my head, you know, like 18 (laughs) holes four. okay. Okay. They just do the whole one and whole 18, but yeah, stuff like that (laughs) would, would definitely be hard. And I'm thinking about, maybe this is why, but you're talking about the infrastructure you have, um, but, but you guys recently got a second live book, right? Too. So is that kind of fitting into, into the infrastructure thing so that you could do more or why'd you get that second
0: one? Yeah, so that is actually a a part of a a larger project. We're expanding our video department. So pop some champagne and celebrate (laughs) because we're having a second video guy at Southeastern. There you go. Um, We are building out a second streaming setup. So it's going to be very similar to the original one. And that is basically in order to cover when we have crossover. Mm. So whether that's duplicating it so Mm. that we can do, if we have a volleyball game, the morning of a football game, we can have cameras at football and streaming at volleyball. Mm. Instead of moving all of the equipment back and forth, uh, or if we have, you know, a softball doubleheader on the same night as a baseball game, we'll be able to go live on both of those. Um, So it's really just uh, sort of doubling down on this original idea of getting our brand in front of as many people as often as possible.
2: And that definitely is. Whenever we hear of, of other campuses and stuff and you see either control setups and you say, you know, why are there two or three switchers in here? And it's, well, that's because, like you said, you cover all these different sports, yeah. but sometimes there's a mix of that, of all of them happening at once. Is it kind of the athletic department maybe meets throughout the day and lets you know which one gets what setup?
0: Uh, the, they'll be the, 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 starch difference will be that one is newer and they outside of that, they will be pretty much identical. Okay. So one won't, one won't suffer from the other.
1: Right. And do you have kind of like some big events that are coming up that you're, you're looking forward to seeing how these work? I know you've said you've, you've used them since you've been in your position, the, the live books and, and different things. Um, Have you kind of learned anything as you've been using them that you're looking forward to using, or do you have any big events that you're looking forward to coming up?
0: Uh, the biggest thing that we have coming up is the beginning of basketball season. Okay. Um, and I, I guess the reason that we have been sort of the only school in the conference to this point who has produced basketball on their own via the athletics department and not through an, an outside production company coming in and doing it. Um, so that's, that's kind of our, our monster uh, and our sort of claim to fame is producing basketball. Um, so we've kind of been at the forefront of that and we're looking to continue to be at the forefront of that, uh, uh, and kind of try some new things and some creative things on that front.
1: Okay. And you mentioned you doing it on your own and not bringing somebody else in. Does that mean that students from the university have a chance to kind of gain some experience and work with us as well?
0: Yes. So Southeastern is, uh, is a little unique in the sense that we, we kind of have two opportunities for students that we hope kind of work in synergy together. So, The athletic department, we have our own production arm, which is me, as it currently sits, and and Mm -hmm. eventually, uh, once the hiring process is completed, our our new video position as well. Um, And then we also have uh, on campus, um, on the academic side, we have the Southeastern Channel, which colleges across the country sort of have this on-campus news station at LSU. It was called Tiger TV. Here it's called the Southeastern Channel. Um, And every sort of university that has a – communications department has this. Now what's different about here is the Southeastern channel has been doing football games for probably the last decade. Mm -hmm. So once this ESPN contract with the conference went into effect, it was kind of a no brainer that they were kind of able to be the people that started doing football games on a large scale at an ESPN production standard on Southeastern's campus. And then through that vein, they also started doing, you know, baseball games and then basketball. And now they've even gotten into volleyball and soccer. So there's kind of these two unique areas on campus here that students get to be a part of. Uh, And when I say get to be a part of, I mean, when they come and work for me, I am the only full time person on the production. And when they when they go and work for the channel, there's three full time people. But outside of that, it is completely student run. And that's what makes the opportunities here at southeastern so unique
2: and and thinking about and i've talked with uh other event producers and things from around the country sometimes i hear different stories about the staff how they staff at what they do do you kind of have you know do you have your instant replay person your graphics person or do you kind of mix them up and make sure they can cover all the areas or is there any way you kind of organize you know their responsibilities each time they come in
0: at the athletic side the athletic department side does the majority of our games because with the Southeastern channel kind of do that bigger production, sideline reporters, intros, halftime packages. We're doing games, you know, three games a week. This coming weekend, we have five productions um, going on, kind of starting tonight into next Monday. So um, on my end, I will circle, I I will circulate people and I'll give everybody every opportunity that they want, everything that they're comfortable with. They can, they can give it a shot. Um, and then on the Southeastern Channel side, I think they do a little bit more specialized. They'll have somebody learn graphics, and that's their position for this sports season. And then somebody on replay, and that's their position for this sports entire season. And that's just because of the, the difference in sort of production level, because we're they kind of do the quality aspect because they're doing fewer games. And then since we're doing volume, it's more about, in, in, in my experience, uh, I've made it more about, trying to get students more opportunities to do different things mm-hmm. um, so that that's kind of my philosophy. And then they they do things a little bit differently because I don't want to say they have the luxury, but they kind of have the uh, the flexibility to you're going to do this the entire time and you're going to become this good at it mm-hmm. okay. because we're doing it at, at another level.
2: That's what I didn't. I wouldn't say it's as far as initiation, but sometimes I hear this student has to do the gripping for a while, you know, or about like a camera (laughs) person around to get used (laughs) to setups. But um, no, this is good. And I kind of had thought, you know, with wondering, like what this means to you. Right. I mean, obviously, they're further along. You got experience when you were in high school at this level. But I mean, it's something that we always talk about is this. This is valuable experience whenever you can get it kind of. How is it for you to be able to get th- give this experience out to college students? That hopefully maybe this is something that they want to do after they're graduated.
0: I will definitely say that that I I don't take the opportunity that we have here lightly, uh, because I came from a Power Five institution. I, I I was I was there. You know I was I was part of covering a national championship, mm-hmm. and I see that level where you're paying day rates to professionals, um, and that's great, and that's a higher production standard and and that's what they do at that level but seeing the opportunity that is provided here that's why it's not lost on me because i've seen it at that level and i've seen what comes out of that level um and that the handful of people that do get to do it come out way better for it because they're doing such it they're they're doing these broadcasts and they're doing these shows at such a high level to even be a part of it or be in the room you learn so much and then people that come out of places like southeastern um, have they do it for longer and they do it so much more hands-on that those two groups of people be, albeit smaller at those, some of those power five schools, they wind up in the same places. I, I have friends who went to high, went to, that I went to high school with that then came to Southeastern uh, for broadcasting. And they're now they, their first job out of college was um, directing shows for the sec network at Texas A&M or Arkansas or traveling on an ESPN truck during college basketball season as a director or a replay operator, what have you. Um, So seeing that the same opportunities can come from two wildly different places at two wildly different levels of athletics Mm -hmm. is kind of what brings into perspective exactly the kind of opportunity that we provide here. And I want to get that to as many students as possible, because when people say, there are so many jobs in sports this is the field that they're talking about Mm -hmm. not everybody can be the sid or the person that's bringing coach to the podium there's so much opportunity in live sports in the live production side whether that's for in venue video board productions or espn shows nbc fox all of all of the big networks uh at the individual institutions like like what i do whether that's through an, an espn contract or if you're at a Notre Dame with an NBC contract, there's so, so, so much opportunity because all content now in live sports is about volume. It's about mm-hmm. how many sports you can have on at a given time, mm-hmm. how many people are going to get to see their kids perform at the highest level of Division One athletics yep. that this industry is constantly and exponentially expanding.
2: Well, yeah, it's volume and accessibility like you've already been yep. talking about, right? Like there's parents, grandparents now that can watch their – their sons granddaughters play and they can be a long ways away it doesn't even matter what sport they're playing it doesn't even have to be football sometimes right be able to see the amount of of things going on and how they watch it whether it's on their computer or tv or what it might what might it be but it's i mean we can definitely tell from talking you with you today about your passion for this so i gotta imagine yep. it's pretty cool to kind of see you know when when another when a, not another when a student picks up and gets that passion like you did um in high school and I was kind of thinking back earlier when you said, you know, even just creative and fun ideas that you've been looking forward to. And this is a question that we ask a lot of customers on here because, you know, you've been there since February now. So you're still, I would say newish, but still almost a year there. Um, Whenever anyone gets a new product of ours or new, whether it's control systems or displays, what they do with it from the first year to the second year are always drastically different, right? That first year is usually trying to make sure everything runs smooth and goes good. Mm-hmm. But then maybe the more they use it, the more they start thinking of these these new and creative ideas uh, for what to try. Is there anything that you have, or is it is it kind of one of those things you want to keep secret until you try it for, for the <laughs> next year, or what are you thinking?
0: Uh, no, no big secrets. Uh, I, get, I can be pretty transparent about this one. So the biggest thing at, at this level of athletics is kind of maximizing revenue streams. Mm-hmm. Or I don't want to say the biggest thing. The biggest thing is winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the bigger things is maximizing revenue because the more revenue you get, the more opportunities you can provide for student athletes, better facilities, what have you. So our big, big, big focus this year is working with our sports properties department on campus to uh, sell and sponsor in-game promotions on ESPN+. It's, it's easy to do it, whether it's a video board show or just, or just a, a live show in the sense of uh, sort of game day production in our basketball arena or at baseball. But selling, whether it's starting lineup graphics on ESPN Plus, maximizing the opportunity that that provides, not only for us, but we're sort of a blue collar, small town university, maximizing the opportunity for our small business partners and our, our community as a whole. Mm-hmm. That's our big focus, our big push this year. And we're, we're kind of getting the ball rolling. We got the ball rolling through volleyball and soccer this season and we're, we're really looking forward to getting it going even more through basketball and baseball. Well,
2: because the, the more you do it, right, like you're saying, you increase in volume, the more eyes on that. So then more small businesses or different yeah. businesses in your area see that. And I'd imagine inquiries then maybe come next. I've heard sometimes uh, <laughs> displays and stuff used as ad bait. I think that was at Texas A&M. <laughs> we talked to them that one time and I said, what do you mean ad bait? And they go, well, we don't sell any ads on the displays, but we, everyone sees them as they come to game day. And then all of a sudden they say, hey, how can i how can i get my ad how can i be involved with this or get my ad up on that yeah. so sometimes it's that way so it's like you said the the better your crew does and the more awareness it gets, stuff like that seems to follow
0: right exactly and that's that's kind of what we're pushing for and i don't know if i've said this earlier called my background started in live production but as i kind of grew in the professional world it moved more into the post-production realm so we're even doing that, uh, and cross selling, whether it's like a player of the game or something like that, We're we're trying to cross sell both mm-hmm. in ESPN plus as like a lower third graphic or, or a side slab, uh, via the live book and then pushing out a post on social afterwards. So I'm, I'm kind of trying to bring these two sort of trains of thought together as much as possible.
2: Nice.
1: Yeah. You're, you're maximizing the opportunities there with, with what you've got. So, um, we just want to thank you first for coming on and sharing all this information. It's, it's also been great to hear about the, the details of your background and how you got to where you're at and, and all the different things that you're doing with the live book there. Um, is there anything uh, about the live book and, and having it and using it that, that you haven't covered that you'd like to add?
0: Uh, I, I know I've said already, but I can't recommend it enough. I hope what I've been able to say has has either convinced some people or, or has has gotten some people to try it because I, I can't stress it enough it will change the way that you produce live sports and it will take you to another level uh, no matter how you're using it whether it's on ESPN or NBC or Fox or or, or, whoever, or whoever wherever if it's on a, if it's on an owned channel it's going to take it to another level um, and you're you're not going to be disappointed.
2: And this might be a random question to throw at you here, especially at the end. But you saying that makes me think, you know, what is what would you say is your favorite feature about Livebook?
0: I'll say it's the just how functional it is. Okay. so um, on on that main sort of player panel. Uh, how you can synthesize all of the scoreboard data, make sure that it's all being intaked, it, I mean, make sure making sure that it's all being taken in and pushed out correctly, as well as have, uh, whether it's 12 or 16 of your graphics, whether it's for that show or the ones that you're going to use the most at the bottom, makes it highly functional, highly user-friendly. And then if I get into a jam where I have to direct the show and run graphics, it allows that to sort of just be so much easier. So not only if if I'm doing a high level production where I'm running graphics with one person, replay with one person, directing with one person, or if I'm in a jam and I'm doing graphics, replay and directing as a single person, it is functional either way. Mm. And you can give the same level, you can give the same production value in either of those circumstances without having to change much of the workflow in this product. That's, that's honestly my favorite part.
1: Well, yeah. Thank you, Parker. That's awesome to hear. And, uh, thanks for coming on and, and sharing your thoughts on, on live book and what you've got going at Southeastern
2: Louisiana university.
0: Absolutely. Anything for you guys. Y'all made my life, uh, really, really easy.
2: <laughs> there we go. We're going to take that sound by Parker. That's great. Thank yeah, you. that's awesome. <laughs>
0: All
1: right. Well, thank you. All right. Thanks, Ben. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dectronics Experience podcast. Please subscribe at your favorite place to listen to podcasts to keep up with our latest episodes.